Hello, Integrity Church, or whoever out there is listening. My name is Ben Tugwell, and this, again, is the Mature and Multiply podcast. Today is Thursday, April 2nd, and I want to thank you for tuning in today and listening. I hope this has been an encouragement for you. Today, we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to go through the book of 1 Peter in the next several weeks until after Easter, then we'll jump into some new content but today we'll be in 1 Peter 1. There's a misused word in the Bible, and I think people have different opinions on what it really means, and that word is holiness. When I became a believer and when I was a kid, I went to a pretty legalistic church, and when I heard the word holiness, I thought holiness was I needed to dress a certain way or act a certain way, burn all my non-Christian CDs or tapes. Um, I'm aging myself just by saying those things, but you know what I mean. Um, Not going to rated R movies, not celebrating Halloween. I thought holiness was sort of this uh, separatist thing that if we pull away from the world and we don't act like the world, or or at least this legalistic church's understanding of the world, then I would be quote-unquote holy. Now, as I read the Bible, holiness, in the basic sense of the word, it really means to be like Christ. And so you're going to see throughout the Bible a a challenge for believers to to be holy. It it shows up in the Old Testament. You see it in Isaiah chapter 40. The Bible tells us, be holy because I'm holy. And that's God telling us, be like me. Now, the longer we are believers in Christ, if the Holy Spirit is truly at work in our lives, which he is if we're believers, uh, we become more like Christ. The the Holy Spirit begins to change us from the inside out, and this is this wonderful thing called sanctification, that He will finish what He begins in us. Now, it's interesting, Peter introduces this topic to, again, this suffering group of believers, this church who's scattered all around this region, and they have been through tremendous hardships. Many of them, again, have uh, have friends who've lost their lives, have loved ones who've lost their lives. They're not able to gather sort of in a similar way to how we are quarantined to our homes. They've been forced to move out of their homes and forced to live in a different place. And they're strangers in a strange land trying to make sense of what it means to be a follower of Christ in this season of trial and suffering. But here's the interesting thing about suffering. Suffering will show us who we really are. Suffering can stir up things that we have maybe pushed down, maybe things that we are hiding, maybe anger that hasn't really reached the surface. Suffering really shows us who we are. And so in the midst of this, Peter tells the church, hey, as you're suffering, God still has a calling in your life to be Christ-like, to be holy. He actually quotes in 1 Peter 1 verse 16, he says, since it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Now, in this section of 1 Peter chapter 1, he's really talking about the vertical relationship that we have with God. This relationship that we have with God that we are trying to be like Him. We're doing this to to really please God. Not that we have to earn God's favor because Christ died for our sins. We, We don't have to earn God's favor, but it's a way that we glorify God with our life. It's as Romans 12 says that we're living a life that is a living sacrifice that is that's pleasing to God. And so he's, his call is to be holy before God, 
And that's often what we think of when we think of holiness, that it's just this vertical relationship with God. And of course, that's important. It's us walking as believers in Christ in repentance. It's us trying to understand who He is in His Word. It's us really trying to glorify God with our life, with our plan, with our time, our talents, our treasure, all of those things. But Peter also suggests a different type of holiness beginning in verse 22. He's not just talking about the vertical side of holiness and how we relate to God, but he begins talking about the horizontal side of holiness. It's really how we relate to other people. I'll pick it up in verse 22. He says, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love. Then he says this, Love one another earnestly from a pure heart since you've been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of god for all flesh is like grass and all of its glory like the flower of grass the grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of the lord remains forever Now, I hope you see what Peter is saying here. He's saying one of the ways that we can display holiness in our lives is through how we treat one another. He says that we can show sincere brotherly love for one another. The word sincere comes from two Latin words, sin, which means without, and fear, which means wax. And where this came from was in those days when a piece of pottery was broken, They would put it together by using wax. Now, obviously, you wouldn't want to put a piece of pottery together that was broken. You would want it to be sincere. You would want it to be flawless. You would want it to be without wax. Peter is saying that when a person is walking in holiness or when a person really gets and understands the grace of God, they love without a hidden or a selfish agenda. They love without manipulation. Now, I have an eight-year-old son, and one of his favorite things to do is to stay up late with his dad, with me. And we will watch YouTube videos until he is too tired to stay awake and eventually just passes out. But it's his favorite thing to do with his dad. And I don't often let him do this. It's not like I do this every night, but I do this on special occasions, and when I know that he wants to do this with me, he begins to show me affection. He begins to, and he's an affectionate kid already, but he begins to say more things to me that's encouraging. Like he'll say, Dad, you have such a beautiful beard. Or he'll grab my arms and say, Dad, you have such strong arms, and you're the best daddy in the world. Of course, what is he trying to do? He's trying to manipulate me. He's trying to work me over. Now, he's he's cute, and he typically gets away with it, but really, it's as sweet as it is and as innocent it is in his age, it's not really sincere. It, it has uh, a hidden agenda. Now, Peter is saying we should love without a hidden agenda. We should love just because we love. This is why Peter, when he jumps into to verse 1 of chapter 2, he says, Put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. 
He's trying to, again, call people to holiness, not just vertically, but horizontally. Now, as I shared this with you today, this is really nothing new. This is what Jesus said to his disciples, John 13, 34. He tells them about this new commandment. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, so that you are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So Jesus lays out the two greatest commandments, love God and love others. Holiness is loving God. Holiness is also loving others. So as you consider this, even in this time, one of the ways that you can grow in holiness is how you treat other people. Think about when you go to the grocery store. Do you, do you go to the grocery store right now during this season of quarantine? And do you think about it as just stockpiling things just for yourself, filling up your pantries just for yourself, uh, filling up your kitchen just for yourself, just for your own family? Or do you actually pause and consider others? Part of considering others is growing in holiness. Perhaps it's just stopping and thinking and reaching out to a friend or a loved one saying, I'm thinking about you today. I'm praying for you today. What do you need today? Now, believe it or not, this is a step of growing in holiness. Yes, we should grow horizontally in our relationship with God. We should strive to to read the word. We should strive to pray. We should strive to be a better worshiper of him and be, as Romans 12 says again, as a living sacrifice, that we would surrender our time, our talents, our treasures to live our lives to really glorify God. Absolutely. But another way that we can strive to grow in holiness is loving one another. So what I encourage you today is to really think about how well we're loving each other. Even in this season of of quarantine, as we are stuck in our homes and we can't see each other face to face, let us not quarantine our love for each other. Let's be really intentional in this season specifically. There's no greater time than this to practice holiness and how we treat one another. Let's be intentional to, to reach out to each other using text messages or even handwritten letters to encourage each other and just show the love of Christ. Maybe we can be showing the love of Christ even in our homes with our spouses, with our kids, with our neighbors, wherever we are in this season. Might we grow in the holiness of God vertically and horizontally? May we love God and may we love others well. I hope this has been an encouragement for you today and may we go in peace as we love as Christ has loved us.